Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is One Nation Under God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today so thankful for our country, so thankful for all the countries that you have gathered throughout this world, Father, that there's a spark of the gospel in every single one of them, Father. And I ask that that spark grows in every country throughout the world, Father, that your former and latter reign, Father, that the, the Holy Spirit is becoming more and more active in the lives as we yield to him, Father. So we thank you for all the great things, the great harvest coming in these last of the last days, Father. We thank you for it in the very precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, are going to talk today about one nation under God. In America, most professed Christians believe in our Pledge of Allegiance, which says, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. You know, when you're 60 years old like me, 1983 doesn't seem like that long ago, but that was now 38 years ago. But a long time since 1776 in our Declaration of Independence. But on February 3, 1983, President Ronald Reagan designated 1983 as the National Year of the Bible at the annual National Prayer Breakfast. The House and Senate that year stated in their petition that our early leaders, including Presidents Washington, Jackson, Lincoln, and Wilson, paid tribute to the surpassing influence of the Bible. When we pay tribute to the Bible, we pay tribute to the one true God, the Father, who sent his only son Jesus to offer the world a way to heaven. Whether our current president or other government leaders want to acknowledge it or not, our nation was founded as one nation under God. In addition, they will answer to God for the ungodly things that they are currently supporting in our nation, including, but not limited to, the slaughter of innocent babies. In 1982, 30 senators in Public Law 97-280 and SJ Resolution 165 came before President Reagan stating, 1983 can be a year of spiritual renewal as a nation. The joint resolution introduced on a bipartisan basis is straightforward. The joint resolution notes the surpassing influence the Bible has had in the formation of this nation and its roots in our early settlement and in our form of civil government. The joint resolution requests the president to designate 1983 as the year of the Bible in recognition of the formative influence the Bible has been for our nation and of our national need to study and apply the teachings of the scriptures. Folks, did you hear that? In recognition of the formative influence the Bible has for our nation and of our national need to study and apply the teachings of the scriptures, the Bible. Do you think some of our current political leaders need to read this resolution over and over and over? This resolution went on to boldly declare, The Bible, the Word of God, has made a unique contribution in shaping the United States 
as a distinctive and blessed nation. Deeply held religious convictions springing up from the Holy Scriptures led to the settlement of our nation. Biblical teachings inspired concepts of civil government that are contained in our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Many of our great national leaders paid tribute to the surpassing influence of the Bible in our country's development. The history of our nation clearly illustrates the value of voluntarily applying the teachings of the Scriptures in the lives of individuals, families, and societies. This nation now faces great challenges that will test this nation as it has never been tested before, and finally, that renewing our knowledge of and faith in God through Holy Scripture can strengthen us as a nation and a people. Now let's read Psalm 33, verses 12 through 22 from the Amplified Bible. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his own inheritance. Folks, the nation whose God is the Lord is blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. That is how the U.S. was formed, but many in the U.S. have left the Lord Jesus in a horrible decision that will affect them for eternity. Verse 13, the Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the sons of man. My friends, God sees all the ones living for Jesus and the ones living for the devil and the earth. 14, from his dwelling place, he looks closely upon all the inhabitants of the earth. 15, he who fashions the hearts of them all, who considers and understands all that they do. 16, the king is not saved by the great size of his army. A warrior is not rescued by his great strength. 17, a horse is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him and worship him with awe-inspired reverence and obedience, on those who hope confidently in his compassion and loving kindness. Folks, God knows those who worship, reverence, and obey him and confidently expect the return of Jesus. 19. To rescue their lives from death and keep them alive in famine. 20. We wait expectantly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. 21, for in him our heart rejoices because we trust, lean on, rely on, and are confident in his holy name. 22, let your steadfast loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion as we have hoped or placed our confidence in you. Let's read verse 12 again in closing. Blessed fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his inheritance. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your mercies are new every day. Father, as a nation, I thank you for all the people in America that are rebelling against you, Father. 
that the blinders of their eyes are removed and the glorious light of the gospel shines through to them, Father, and they confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior, repenting from evil. Father, I thank you that especially for our government leaders that are serving the God of this world, Satan. Father, I thank you for all those coming to you in these last of the last days. Thank you for boldness in Christians throughout the whole world, sharing the good news of Jesus everywhere they go. Father, we're so thankful for the saving power of Jesus, the name above every name, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Father. And we thank you for nations all across this world coming closer and closer to Jesus, Father. And we thank you that you protect us from the evil nations that refuse to turn to you, Father, that your angels are encamped around us as individuals, our families, and our nations, those that serve the Lord, Father. We thank you for it. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all, not only here in the U.S., but all over the world. We love you, we appreciate you, and we call you blessed. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.